Good morning, Youngstown, and welcome back to another edition of the Youngstown Parent Storytellers Project. I'm your podcast host, Tara Walker-Pollock, and today we are starting a new series of our podcast uh, with Success After Six, and that is we are with the coordinator of Success After Six at Youngstown Community School. So we are going to start featuring Youngstown Community School parents of Success After Six. And so today I am joined by uh, Rolanda Neal, otherwise known as Miss Rowe. <laughs> Good morning, Roe. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm fine. Good. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Now, we all know we are in the midst of, of cold season, so please excuse us if we need to take a moment, but it's just that time of year, so it is what it is. But Roe, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk with me. Um, it's a snow day, um, so Youngstown Community School is not in session today. But Ro, I just want to start by having you tell me your Youngstown story. Um, you know, we all have we all have our unique experience, and I believe you grew up in Youngstown, right? Yes. Okay. So if you could just uh, tell me a little bit about your Youngstown story growing up here. Um, now you're an adult. You're a mom. You've become a mom since uh, joining the Success After Six family. So just tell me your Youngstown story. Um. Uh, I'll start with, uh, um, I will say, um, my mom, she was a, she was a good mom mm-hmm. as a, a, being young. Okay. Um, once I got older, I think when you get older, you try, you kind of see your parents for who they are. Sure. So you're not naive anymore. Okay. So I think that's when it caused like a separation okay. between us. She mm-hmm. wasn't a bad mom. Mm-hmm. She fed us. She clothed us. Mm-hmm. She did those type of things. But she is a, she was a, the type of person who would do anything to get what she wanted. Got it. Step over anybody. Okay. That's how she was. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like that. Okay. So, and another thing too, I think. Um, you do what you see, what you grow up right. into. My mm-hmm. mom was a survivor. Okay. So she did what she had to do to survive and improvise. Mm-hmm. I went to, ran. I played basketball for four years. Kept okay. Kept the basketball team. Okay. Most outspoken, most popular class okay. president. Oh, okay. And I didn't go to school, go to college right after because... I just felt like, what what am I going for? I'm mm-hmm. already kicking it, making money. <laughs> yeah. Um, what am I going to school for? I don't like school. Okay. <clears throat> and then uh, I end up going to jail. Okay. Because <clears throat> my mom shot somebody and said I did it. Mm. I was 19. Wow. I all I was in Washu my first year. Okay. First semester going to Washu. Mm-hmm. I get pulled over. And they say, uh, you got a warrant out for your arrest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they was like, yes, you do. Your name is Roland Neal. So they took me to they took me to the county. Now, this is tripping me out. Yeah, so at this point, you had no idea what no was going idea. on. Wow. What's going on or nothing. So I'm like, uh, I knew my mom shot somebody, though. Okay. But I didn't, I still, they never told me what the warrant was for. Right. So, when we get down 
to the to the county and they uh arranging me and stuff and you know booking me I should, I'm saying booking mm -hmm. me I'm like literally lost don't know what's going on mm. nothing so they finally say you know you shot somebody in in uh, Columbus and they had to extradite you and explaining all these laws to me I don't know wow. what's going on I don't I never been in these type of situations so mm -hmm. I'm lost I'm I'm a kid right <clears throat> so I called my mom you get your phone call. Mm -hmm. And I call her and I said, Mom, you gotta come down here. You gotta come get me. Mm -hmm. They think I shot somebody. And she said, Family makes sacrifices for each other. <sighs> wow. And I just hung up. So, I was in the county for almost four and a half months before my name got cleared. Mm. So, once they, I had to sit there. When I sat there, they finally came get me on the last day. Mm -hmm. Took me to Columbus. Let me in Columbus. The girl said, "No, that's not her." They had a lineup, <clears throat> mm -hmm. and she said, "It wasn't me." Cause my mom, we looked just alike. Okay. But she's short. Okay. <coughs> and I'm tall. Mm -hmm. So they came in. They, they said, no, that's not her. So they dismissed the case. They let me out in Columbus. I had to find my way back to Youngstown. Oh, my goodness. Now, this is my first reality check. Right. Of life. Wow. When mm. I was in jail, all those friends you think you got. Mm-hmm. I mm. have no friends. I have nobody. I just had me. Mm. Wow. So when I got out, mm -hmm. I went to my grandma's house. And, you know, that's only a limited time. Of how you could stay there. So basically, I kind of started sleeping in my car. Okay. And uh, you just had a why. Wow, what did I do? Mm -hmm. What What did I do to deserve this type mm -hmm. of mindset? Mm -hmm. And I was angry. I so, can only imagine. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so um, then, to, I would say, that was in uh, 19, that was about 2006. Okay. 2007, my brother get killed. Mm. He was murdered. Um, mistaken identity. Wow. 2008, my oldest brother, he's so upset about my younger brother, I mean, well, my, his younger brother, getting mm. killed. He ends up shooting somebody okay. in self-defense. Mm -hmm. So he go to jail for six years. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, um, I just felt, even though I was around people and you you kicking it with people and you try to make friends, family, mm -hmm. and stuff like mm -hmm. that, that, uh, it's not, it's not, they're not your family, they're your friends, so they don't feel how you feel because sure. they already got their family. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, I'm young, you know, now I'm I'm 31. Mm -hmm. At this time, I'm 20, 21, 22. Yeah. So now I know I was depressed. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. I, now I know anger is not, uh, it's not the, the, the first emotion. Mm -hmm. You know, anger is not, that's not, you're just not angry. It right. comes from something. Right, right. I was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I was hurt. Mm-hmm. And I, and I acted that way. Okay. So I started to drink. I started to 
you know, be with the certain friends and mm-hmm. kick it and mm-hmm. I was I was crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> I was crazy. I had a mindset of I didn't care if I died. Wow. And I started to talk to my mom again and she did, kept deceiving me. Mm-hmm. And uh I just uh, started treating her accordingly because I found out that she was doing hair on. Okay. Um, now, during the time that <clears throat> the shooting happened or after or... Yeah. Um, actually, my grandma told me that she was doing hair on since she was about 16, 15 years old. Wow. Okay. She had clean for 23 years and okay. she relapsed. Got it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I never... I mm-hmm. didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little brother as well in a... Um, just she he under her wing, so you know he's messed up. Mm-hmm. She you know he he just thinks survival. Okay, you know so yeah. that's his mindset. Yeah, he he didn't he wasn't strong enough as for like me and my other brothers to mm-hmm. get away from her. Okay. Um, I had people in my life uh like uh my coaches Miss S Brenda Tanisha. Who people who try to tell you what you should be doing, but you can't see that. Okay. Because you're so caught up in mm-hmm. what's going on in your life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was always like a rent to type of person. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, everybody rents to me. Rent Got a problem. You. Okay. They come to me. If it's a fight, they come to me. If mm-hmm. you needed money, you come to me. If you need a ride, you come to me. So. That's the type of person I was. Even if you had to know me to know, I really had a soft heart. Mm-hmm. But from the outside looking in, just looked like she crazy. <laughs> you know, she crazy. Don't mess with her. She dangerous. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. I used to pray all the time mm-hmm. and ask God, "This can't be life." Right. You know, I went to school. I went to National College. I graduated okay. with an associate's degree in business and administration. Mm-hmm. I still can't get no job because of my record. Mm-hmm. So that made me have more. You know, I did all this for what? Yeah. I moved out of town. I still can't get no job. Mm-hmm. So I just was, I was just coming to acceptance that I guess this is what it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's this is life. I guess I'm a... <clears throat> do what I have to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And then, I remember, I talked to Brenda. I think I was about 26. Mm-hmm. And she told me, hold on. I guess I'm working, and I'm bringing you aboard. And, you know, I I, I was, I heard her, but I don't think I was listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, um, she was calling me and she was telling me, you know, what she had, what she had going on, and I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. <coughs> I end up um, not talking to Brenda for a while, and then I was just, you know, living my life. I had gotten in trouble again. <coughs> my nephew had got shot. Okay. And uh, the girl. At the hospital, she was, it was, I don't know, 
her really how she communicated into the thing, but she was just at the hospital and she was saying, like, I don't care if he die mm. and all this whole other stuff and she was going off and she was arguing with the other aunt. And the cops was about six cops there. And she got to talking stuff and I was like, you know, you need to go ahead and chill with all that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And she was like, I ain't gotta chill nothing. He can die. I don't care this and this and that. And I punched her. Mm. So uh they arrest me and I go to jail. Okay. Now I go to jail and um of course, you know, I'm just like, you know, it's it is no, it's right in front of police, so, you know. Mm-hmm. But he was uh they um the charge got lessened because it was just basically like out of emotion. Right. They understood everything that was going on. Okay, good. So it was just like an attempt to assault. Mm-hmm. And um that was another wake up call too because you know, like I said, all the friends, you know, I'm sitting in jail and not they they thinking uh I needed them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So when a person think you need them, then they act a certain yeah. way. But I so you see that. Yeah. But I didn't need you. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to see. Yeah. Would you, would you be, be there for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I end up uh getting out of jail, going to court, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh I had Sweeney. And she was like, she was just being like real ignorant. Like, mm-hmm. Do you, um, your bond is $5,000. Do you got $5,000? So I'm like, who brings $5,000 to court? Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, what? And she's going and she's like, well, do you have $5,000? And I was like, no. She's like, well, you going to jail. Wow. So I said, I said, this some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And she said, contempt of court 10 days. Man. So she sent me 10 days in jail. So I'm sitting in jail. I did 10 days. Mm-hmm. I get out. And I'm just, I'm just, I mean, while in there, I'm talking to God, you mm-hmm. know, I'm praying. And I'm like, this ain't my life. Mm-hmm. This ain't me. Mm-hmm. This this is not me. You finally accepted, like, this, this no, this is not yeah, my life. This yeah. is not, this is not my life. Mm-hmm. This is not me. When I turned, going on 29, mm-hmm. I got pregnant okay I thought that was the worst thing that could have happened to me mm. I was hurt I was undecided I was thinking I was gonna have abortion mm-hmm. I had so much other stuff going on mm-hmm. in my life that I was like this this is this is gonna make it worse mm. wow and finally when I um I was probably about four months. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to have her. Okay. Nasty, you know. <laughs> Here come Brenda calling me. Mm-hmm. I got a job for you. Okay. And just so our listeners know, Brenda is Brenda Scott, the director of Success After Six. So you knew her like way yeah. before Success After Six. Yeah, she was my um, basketball coach. I knew Brenda since I was about 15 years old. Got it. Okay. And she said, I got a job for you. And I said, uh, well, where is that? Mm-hmm. And she said, um. You gotta go apply at the Y. So I went and applied, and they didn't hire me. <clears throat> so I wasn't really, I wasn't really tripping or nothing. I'm just like, oh, you know, it ain't work out. Mm-hmm. But a week later, they called me back. Okay. And I got hired. And I, uh, I was about six months. Okay. When I got hired, I never told nobody I was pregnant or nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was just working. Mm-hmm. And it came so easy. I fell uh-huh. in love with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I seen the problem. And I remember, you know, this was me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was way worse than them. <laughs> <laughs> I was way worse than them. And I said, these babies is just lost. Mm-hmm. They need some goddess and they need some love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And that's what I gave them. Mm-hmm. And that's how I excelled. Right. And the next year, you know, they kept giving me all the bad groups. And I okay. kept shaping all the groups yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I didn't know. I thought I was teaching them a lesson, but they was teaching me a lesson. Got it. Got they, it. They was teaching me patience. Mm-hmm. They was teaching me, you know, um, a, a, a child love is different mm-hmm. from a adult. Right. Yeah. Because it's genuine. Yeah. Yep. You know, <clears throat> and I'm like, you know. Going through the days, I'm like, you know, people say they love you, but it's a one thing to say they love you and to think they love you, and mm-hmm. all the stuff I've been through, I have no trust. Mm-hmm. I knew those kids loved me, though. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's what made me want to come. That's what made me want to be there. Mm-hmm. And the second year, you know, I still kept doing what I was supposed to be doing, and Nala came, mm-hmm. and I got... Um, Got so much support mm-hmm. from people I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was God. Yeah, that was God. Yeah, He was showing me, you know, I'm here for you. I'm right. I'm giving you a different life. Mm-hmm. I want you to be better. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it was just it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The gifts. I got so many gifts for Nala. I'm still using the soap. <laughs> I still got soap. Yeah. <laughs> and Nala's be, two years old, yeah, right? <laughs> she about to be two. You know. That's um, awesome. <laughs> these people came from this church. They fed me mm-hmm. every Sunday. They mm-hmm. brought me a bedroom set. Mm-hmm. They came over. They cleaned up. They they folded my clothes. Wow. Um, it was just, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Carla, which is another coordinator, mm-hmm. um, she was a big inspiration to me because she went to term. She mm-hmm. were pregnant. Okay, yeah. And that was my motivation, you know. Seeing her do that, I said, well, I got to do it too. Mm. When I had Nyla, <clears throat> it just changed me instantly. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like this is my love and I gotta protect her. Yeah. And I gotta get away from the old the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was now it was two months. Going on two months, I got robbed at gunpoint. Wow. And that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. And that took me into isolation. Okay. Just me and Nala. Okay. And work. Mm-hmm. That's it. <clears throat> Um, mm-hmm. I got robbed because of the old name. Okay. The old bro. Mm-hmm. The old stuff that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, even through that, I could have died, right. but I didn't. Yeah. So that just gives you reassurance of, you know, I'm here for a reason. Exactly. You know. Uh, but Nala, the love that. You know, she gave me and mm-hmm. make up for all the love mm-hmm. that's lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely does. And uh, I just I feel like you know, I love Youngstown, but <laughs> it's I'm gonna be honest, it's horrible. 
Okay. You know, I'm not sending my daughter to no city school. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, I have nieces, I have nephews, I have godchildren, mm-hmm. and I see what's going on in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 not, it's not getting educated how, like, my nephew who go to Boardman. Okay. Now he goes to Kirkmere. Okay. He's almost four levels ahead mm-hmm. on academic-wise okay. from him coming to Boardman. Now, he was struggling over. at Boardman, mm-hmm. barely making C's. He got straight A's in Kirkmere. Hmm. He was like, I did this stuff. He's in the uh, eighth grade. I did this okay. stuff in the fifth grade. Wow. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And then it's just <clears throat> structure. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to say. I was talking to a couple people, and I was saying, it's the parents. You can't blame the teachers. Mm-hmm. You can blame them to a certain extent, but it starts at home. It starts at if home. they don't have their morals... If they don't, if they not giving that kid that love, if that feel, if that kid feel like they taking care of the other siblings, right? A kid come to school, mm-hmm. that teacher couldn't imagine what that kid go through in the first hour of yeah. waking up. Yeah, yeah. Then, then them going through they probably their whole life. Yeah, you have to wake up. You gotta. Get you together. Get your siblings together. You mm-hmm. got to clean up. Mm-hmm. You got to cook. Mm-hmm. You probably getting yelled at. Mm-hmm. You know, you come to school, it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're not never getting the time to be a kid. Right. So this is where I relate to them at because I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't talk at the kids. I talk to the kids. Mm-hmm. I don't. It don't matter what you did. You mm-hmm. was a baby to mm-hmm. me. Yep. You can yep. work this out. Right. You angry? I understand, mm-hmm. but it's just a moment. Mm-hmm. Calm down, relax. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. I, all I want to do is try to make your situation better. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody say, "Miss Rose, she mean." <laughs> she mean, but I'm not. I don't feel like I mean. I feel like I'm firm, right? And I feel like, yeah, I, I love you. I'm gonna show tough love mm-hmm. because I want to see you excel. Because mm-hmm. letting you bypass is only gonna handicap exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and like you said, showing them that love, giving them that structure, and that's really all that they need. And and that's and honestly, that's what kids want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I done gave my kids tests plenty of times. Mm-hmm. I come in there and they acting crazy. I just stand there. Mm-hmm. I said, "This is what y'all want to do?" No, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all sure? Because I'll let y'all. If that's what y'all want to do, mm-hmm. I'll let you. Mm-hmm. No, we wanna. What do we want to do? What you want us to do, Miss Rose? See? Yeah, so they, they want the structure. But at the end of the day, a kid just want to be loved. Mm-hmm. A kid just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. You can tell the kids that's happy. And you can tell the kids that's angry. Mm-hmm. You can tell the kids who are materialistic. And you can tell the kids who are not materialistic. Mm-hmm. You got the kids that come to school, fly Jordans on, mm-hmm. clothes earned up, haircut always nice right. or always done. They can't read. Mm. Then you got a kid over here who probably been wearing the same thing for two weeks, getting mm-hmm. straight A's. Yeah. Yeah. How can, you don't, like, what's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is this okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Why is this, is, I just I just don't understand. And then, you know, I'm young, so I know a lot of parents, and I know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a drug factor. Okay. They own drugs. Okay. 
And when you want drugs, that's your first priority. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do everything else. You're trying to maintain everything else. But at the end of the day, when you want drugs, mm-hmm. when you don't got them, you're irritated. Mm-hmm. When you do get them, you don't want to be bought. Mm-hmm. And your child go through everything you go exactly, through. Exactly, yeah. Regardless if you think that this kid is naive, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. A baby feels. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm sure you see that with your own daughter. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I, I see it with mine. Oh, know? yeah. I mean, Nala, oh, boy. <laughs> Nala is a hand <laughs> But I even had to learn myself because I'm always with the kids and what I don't want her to be or getting caught up in what I want her mm-hmm. to be on that I had to relax. Mm-hmm. I had to say, I got to let my baby be a baby. Yeah. I got to let her, you know, mess up. I got to sit back. I got to relax. Mm-hmm. I got to... You know, because, for example, you know, we do the story time at night. And she talking about something. She tried to push the book because she tired. Yeah. So she said, the, yeah. the end, yeah. yeah. No, we got to read this book. Yeah. We skipping new pages. Right. <laughs> you sound like me. And they're like, I'm done.